Hello, and welcome to Swallows of the South. I'm Quinn Wilson, storyteller. We are moving out of combat this week and into some more emotionally intense character beats. Jokes still fly here and there, but expect the next two weeks to be more intense and dramatic. Before we get to the show, I just wanted to thank Compulsive Objectivity for their five-star review on iTunes. Thank you for sticking with the show despite your initial misgivings. I love Exalted and the world of creation, and so I certainly want the podcast to do them justice for both old fans and newcomers. With that out of the way, here we go. In the time of myth, when gods and mortals walked creation together, the body of Ragarag the Jai lay in the streets of the city of Jiao Wei, and fire spread through the Smiling Ice District. What would come of Godwin's flaring anima? Could Ariston and Ajax put out the blaze? What happened to those pirates, anyway? We pan in on a group of panicked people fleeing the corner of the Smiling Eyes district surrounding where... Godwin's house is, and a number of these people are wearing the various clothes and mons of the houses of the realm that were occupying the neighborhood where Godwin was living, and we see two figures pull in from an alley off to the side, both of whom are still burning with essence as they turn down this alley away from the fleeing throngs. So how close do you need to be to the water to to make it come into the buckets? Just as long as I can see it, I should be fine. All right, well, let's get over there. Sounds good. Okay, Ajax, actually, having been raised in Jaway, would know that. Because this is a city made entirely out of wood that sits suspended above a river, predicating your whole ability to fight incidental fires on having access to the docks was not how the city was constructed. There's actually a number of accessible kind of emergency hatches that exist in the city, which can be used to drop down into the water and which sometimes are used to collect large masses of water to use for firefighting efforts and the such. Let's use the hatches. That should be easier for me anyway. It'll take more time for me if I have to conjure up the water. Uh, yeah, uh, there's one over in the next street. If you could, go- if you could actually go grab the couple of pirates that came with us. All, all of them? Yeah, you want to grab all of them, and they can help carry water over to the fire. All right, I'll go. And Ariston just kind of runs off now to go find them. And then Ajax runs down into the next alley and like turns over, and he finds one of the hatches, and he starts getting it open. So as Ajax begins to pry open... This hatch, a small figure emerges from the side of the alley. It is a small, relatively humanoid figure, standing about three feet in height. It is made entirely out of very, very well-worn, polished wood, and on its very, very large, round head, it's wearing a roof shingle. Fire and stone? Fire and stone! No! This, this was you! You did this, didn't you? No, this this wasn't us. We're trying to put it out. Well, p- put put it out, put it out. You've disgraced this. You've disgraced this city. Shoo, shoo and Kasaka will have my head. Uh, that's that's what we're trying to do. Um, cut to 
Ariston is coming down the district to where Rye, Mags, Lakshu, and Tikal had been instructed to wait. And as you turn the corner, your anima still kind of sputtering about. Rai is the first to immediately react. I didn't realize you were one of them too. What? What have we gotten ourselves into? Look, that, that all those rumors about us are not true. I'm just we're trying to help here. Can you just ignore or try to accept the fact that I'm? Look, if we don't go now and help Ajax, the whole city's going to burn. Oh, it's it's going to burn. Okay. And by the way, not casting aspersions, it just would have been nice to know what I was dealing with when we agreed to this. Yes, next one time- One of you is one thing, two of you is a different thing. Right. Next time we do this, we will be, full disclosure, not keeping any of this stuff together. I guess I just didn't find a relative in time to bring it up, alright? You could not have brought it up upon yourselves to bring this up when your friend started to glow first? This is, um, Tikal speaking. You know what? This is not relevant. Let's deal with this uh, fire situation. All right, come on. He's this way. So you turn back down the alley to find this small belligerent figure yelling at Ajax with its large eyes and roof shingle hat as Ajax is trying to pry open this, uh, this hatch. What are your respective occult scores? Mine is five. Okay, well, I'm not even going to ask you to roll if you've got a five. This is clearly some sort of street god, so it probably presides over the area which is now presently burning. You you brought this! It's, if you hadn't decided to meddle, there wouldn't be the fire! There wouldn't be the stone! It's you! We weren't the ones to meddle in the first place, and if we had chosen to do that, we wouldn't be trying to put it out right now. I just... <sighs> it starts um, It starts hyperventilating and, like, putting its head in its hands. It's the, the, the trouble! I'm going to be in so much trouble! We're going to take care of everything. We're going to put this fire out. If you could just help me with this hatch. Oh, yeah, yes, 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 yes! And it takes its its head out of its hands waddles over to kind of the opposite side of this hatch, takes a small leaping jump, drops down on it, which pops it off, leaving you access to the river below, as well as the rather large bucket that is designed to drop into the river so you can pull up a large amount of water. Thank you. We promise we'll get this out as soon as possible. Please, just just make it stop. I don't want to... I like my job. I don't want to... I don't want to be a degenerate hound. I don't. I don't want to be demoted. Look, we'll, we didn't cause this, but what if if you get in trouble, just let them know it, it was the the house Ragara. They caused the <laughs> fire, not us. They don't care. It's my domain. They eat trash. The the, the degenerate hounds eat trash. I don't want to eat trash. You're not going to eat trash. I, I, no one's eating trash. Okay, just come on, everyone. Let's get this water up. Okay, so you set about quickly pulling up uh, several loads and large buckets of this water. So as you guys are pulling up this last bucket, you see in the sky, headed from Godwin's direction, this series of musical notes with blossoms at their bases rising up from the streets and then blossoming into these showers of flower petals, which are being quickly replaced by more of these white musical notes. Oh no, I think Godwin's done something. We better get
get all this water over there. Make sure he's okay. Yes, I agree. Let's go. So the the four of the pirates c- begin to pick up these different buckets, and Rai leans down to pick his up and says, You guys sure are lucky that the queen likes you guys. Ugh. The things she'll do for people she thinks are cute. What? 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 what which? Which? Which one of us? Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. Um, actually, it does matter. Because certain members of our group are more aggressive. And if they are given idea that there is a chance, then they will be become even more aggressive. Hey, look, no, it, it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's not like a, an, an attractive cuteness. It's, he, he's, he's an endearing kid. Oh, it is Godwin. Yes, it is that weird, weird kid. I do not get him, but she will do what she does. Thank God she's 18. But seriously, this <laughs> this is more than I ever thought I'd get messed up with. Uh, You're a pirate. Yeah. Haven't you seen some, like, really, like, messed up stuff? Yes, I've seen some messed up stuff, but messed up stuff is different than people who could kill armies casually or... Look, like, I, I, I've dealt with the Lintha before, and that's one thing. They're creepy, and they look awful and maybe they like to eat some flesh but that that's different than this this is uh, on a whole different level wait 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 a second that you you're comparing us to you're saying that that we're more shocking than a, a, a horrible thing that eats flesh yes your lintha are a known quantity i thought that you guys were made up i thought that you were fake well then if you're so threatened by us, then why are you taking so long to carry these buckets? Uh, I, I'm not meaning to dawdle. I'm actually kind of excited by all of this, to be perfectly honest. I get chatty when I'm excited, and he kind of hoists the buckets over over his shoulders, and Tikal pats him on the back and says, It's fine, just just save it all for Tejun. He will be very happy to hear all of this, but now is not the time. And so they begin to scuttle this stuff down the alleyway. As you guys return to the scene of the fire, it continues to rage in the streets, and Godwin stands near Vijay's body. There is a gaping wound in his his face, where his eye used to be. The last blossoms of his iconic anima are starting to roil back into the regular burning bonfire that you guys are have now traded out for just your cast marks. Iselsi Mayumi appears to be in the area trying to direct a lot of the moving foot traffic that are the remaining forces who are trying to flee the area or trying to in whatever way they can set this fire out as godwin stands near vijay's body what is he doing right now so godwin is standing still trembling looking at the body of vijay with vijay's sword on the ground next to him as he's just dropped it and he's suddenly overcome with this wave of realization of what he's done. He reaches out and he grabs Vijay's body. But in that moment, Vijay's body burns. Godwin suddenly sees a flash of several very, very intense images as Vijay's body begins to discorporate. He feels an intense blinding pain and an image of a man standing before him 
with a sword much like the one that lies on the ground next to Godwin at this moment in time. The house Ragaraman is emblazoned on his clothing, and he's looking down contemptuously. And you can see the words failure escaping his lips. You see a moment where you stand in front of an amassed caravan of realm legionnaires, and you can feel within you this immense, deep sense of pride commingled with an intensive fear, this sense that the price of failure is higher maybe than you are willing to assume responsibility for. And these images begin to fade to black. And Godwin is filled with immense anguish, so much so that he doesn't know what to do as he's watching this body burn in his hands. And he's looking for an out, and he reaches for the sword, and then suddenly those feelings kind of flow out of him. And he, it, it feels like they're going towards the sword. He doesn't really know what's happening, but he lets it happen. But he kind of pulls his hand away from the sword and looks at it, and is kind of contemplating whether he should keep it. Or let it go. And he looks up at Mayumi, kind of looking for an answer. You really did it. What does it feel like? Godwin just kind of looks at her, shaking his head. He can't really quantify it in words. And even if he did, he feels like as soon as he opens his mouth, he's going to vomit up hot dogs. (laughs) So Godwin just looks up and he just, you know, he knows that if he... Even if he did have something to say, he felt like if he opened his mouth, just a waterfall of all the feelings he's ever felt would explode out of him. And so he just knows that he isn't strong enough to say anything or to really even begin attempting to put it together in words. So he just shakes his head. Mm, I see. I'll give you a moment. I'll... Help your friends put out this fire, I think, but I think that it's important that we, all of us, have a word after this all calms down a little bit. And she returns to assist the returning group in grabbing buckets and starting to throw stuff on the fire. How are Ajax and Ariston handling this scene which they've come upon? I mean, Ajax is kind of shocked um, at seeing that Godwin obviously just killed someone and then burned his body up, but he kind of sticks to the matter more pressing to his mind and like getting the fire out. Yeah, Ariston is a little bit fearful of Godwin at this point, like just because he's never seen that happen. He's just in a very like tense situation right now because of the fire, which he has not exact never experienced, and now he just saw this amazing. So he's like stuck in between these two. So he's like kind of shaking a little bit, but he's still helping Ajax with the fire. The pirates are helping with this process, and as you set about doing work on the fire, there's actually a couple of people who had been being directed toward evacuation who stop and begin trying to help you it's a it's a a boy and a girl they can't be older than maybe 17 years old they are both wearing the house tepitmon and they look intensely terrified because as you guys are doing this your cast marks are still glowing but they reach for buckets and try to help you guys put this out 
they almost look as though they're scared that bodily harm will come to them if they touch these. But in a moment, they're kind of acclimated to being in your presence and they're assisting with the process. And the girl turns to you guys and says, I know that it's not... I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is, is there anything we could do? Please, please don't, don't hurt me. I... I'll do I'll do whatever you need me to do. Is there, there any way that I can help? I don't... I just wanted to help these people. Ajax kind of tries to take them and look at them reassuringly, like, to try to convince them non-verbally that Solar Exalted aren't threats, um, that we're normal, and, like, trying to reassure them that they won't. Like, no harm will come to them. Okay, go ahead and give me, um, I think that would be probably an appearance plus presence check. Two. Okay. <laughs> Ajax is a master of nonverbal communication. <laughs> oh, two successes. So you do this, you look at her, and for a moment her expression seems to soften, and she says... I still don't... I'm not sure about you. I, You just killed... And she kind of clenches up her free hand and bites her lip. Just tell me what I need to do to help these people, and then I will be out of your way. No one's going to hurt you, miss. What? Are you, are you kidding me? And she gestures towards the number of other <laughs> injured bodies in the street and towards where... Vijay's body was just lying. I, I know what you're doing, you blasphemers. You're unclean. I just, let me have this. Let me help. We simply reacted to an attack on ourselves. We were defending ourselves. We only attack people who are wishing us harm. We're not unclean. We're just defending ourselves. Erison's not having any of this racist bullshit. <laughs> you say that you're defending yourselves, but you're not defending yourself when when it's like you're crushing ants. You don't defend yourself against ants. If the ants are biting, you're going to crush them. The boy drops his bucket and nice. walks away. <laughs> but as the boy walks away, the... The girl is continuing to work, but is doing everything she can to avoid looking at you guys. And it's not long before the fire is now well under wraps, and all that is left of evidence is these shards of broken glass and the bronze shell of the lantern that was thrown, as well as several long, jagged scorch marks on the surface of the wooden street. And is there still, like, rock from where... Yes, there is There is still scattered pieces of stone ranging from somewhat sizable pebbles to incredibly fine sand kind of strewn about this whole place. Some of them, due to their proximity with the fire, have actually transmuted into additional shards and little beads of glass. All right, the fire's out. You can go now if it's that horrible to be around us. Just, I don't think that you understand. I couldn't even... He was my brother. And she drops the... She drops her bucket and runs. Fuck. I can understand why she'd be hurt, but... I don't like it when people just assume that we're horrible demons. We haven't done anything. 
that no one else would do in the same situation. I think that the Immaculate Texts would disagree with you. It's a product of culture, I suppose. Religion. They've been raised to believe that these are all very important parts of their history. They exist. We exist, I suppose, in opposition to your kind. So, so I'm supposed to just accept that their culture is hating our race, because I won't. I think that if you can accept that what their beliefs are rooted in are very, very real tragedies involving, well, genocide against the people that they were descended from, then it begins to become a little bit more understandable. I'm not saying that you have to like the Immaculate Faith. I would not encourage that you endorse it. But this is what our people believe, and it is difficult to say that it's not rooted in some long lost reality. Do you beat a dog for what wolves do? Maybe if wolves had a tendency to reincarnate in the body of dogs, we would take up the practice, yes. Fine. I'll try to accept this. I'll try, alright? I'm... I'm not telling you to try loving the people that hate you. I'm just telling you that that poor girl just lost her brother, and... It was, by all accounts, at the hands of the very demons that she was warned about going to sleep as a child. Don't call us demons. We are not demons. Yes, we did kill today, but that's not what we are. Fair enough. What would you prefer that I call you? And then theme music plays. Exalted. Call us by our own names. Thank you very much. All right. Ariston. Ajax. Godwin. Godwin is staring at the ground, and he looks up at her again, and he looks like he's about to say something, and then he just runs over to, like, the nearest alley, and you just hear the sounds of retching. I knew it was going to end up (laughs) with the goddamn hot dog throwing up. (laughs) They're maggots. They're fucking maggots. He's just vomiting. Gosh, it sounds like a dog that's being injured. It's just sad. Okay, so is he honest to God vomiting maggots right now, or is it just regular human vomit? It's regular human vomit. Okay, I just wanted to be clear. <laughs> he just have a man through the eye hole. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I don't seem to take as much issue with the three of you as most of my comrades. I visited you yesterday as a favor. I would, in the interest of goodwill, like to speak with you privately, away from the streets, in order to continue that investment. I would not be so quick to actually call you demons, even if I use that phrase in trying to help you understand the circumstances of someone's rearing. The house in which Vijay was stationed was spacious and comfortable, if you would like to join me in there all right just maybe these people would fashion to know that all of us are going through a great deal of sacrifice and pain believe me so is every one of these soldiers i'll give you three a minute to regroup but meet me 
in there when you're ready. Let's huddle up. He's in the alley, alley party. So yeah. we so for some three some three way interaction and maybe I a guess little we, bit. We walk over to the alley. Three so three so, Let's have a good fucking before we go and talk. <laughs> See, I know Ariston's a fish, but does he have a penis? <laughs> He's not a fish. <laughs> so he has gills. No, does he's he fully human. Eggs? <laughs> but eggs? yes, every morning, Ariston just lays like a good dozen eggs. He's not a fish. <laughs> <laughs> well, looks like our only choice is to meet her. I think she's our only ally at this point, besides the pirates. Yeah, thanks, Godwin. <laughs> we are on collecting right by you as you're still... Well, not right by you, like far enough away so we're not affected yeah. by your vomit. Yes. But he's standing in the alleyway with his hand against the wall and he's got the sword in the other hand. Godwin's just kind of got one hand against the wall to brace himself up and he's just kind of like staring at his own pile of vomit. Godwin, are you alright? He just kind of shakes his head again, and he, he vomits again. Are you able to travel with us to Ragura Vijay's house? Once again, he just kind of shakes his head, but he also pushes his hand so that he's kind of, he, he wavers a little bit. He's a little staggering, <laughs> and he like wipes his mouth with his arm, just kind of looks at Ariston and exhales sharply. And nods. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's a symbolic, yes. Ajax, do you agree? Should go over there as soon as possible? Yeah. We we gotta get in there. Get on in there. Godwin wavers a little bit more and then just kind of falls to a little slump in the alley and passes out. God damn it. <laughs> just fucking murdered a man, okay? And then like vomited his intestines out. No, and they're just both, we're just both remembering the last time we had to get Godwin up. And every single thing that we tried did not work. So as Godwin passes out... The sword clinking to his side. A voice uh, comes from the back of the alley. Is everything alright? I... Um, Lakshu is standing there, her hand on the chopping sword at her side. Heard a little bit of commotion. I wanted to make sure that everything was okay. Everything's all right. We just have to go meet with Mayumi. Okay. Uh, we are not exactly in a prime position, I mean, having just smuggled ourselves in here. We can go and try to meet with the contact with whom we were trying to establish contact with before, and we might be able to lie though there for a little while, or is there some place that you would prefer that we wait for you? Should we be waiting for you? I just gotta think about it, like, after we killed Vichai, there's, like, no use for the pirates anymore. Yeah. Because we already, like, fought them off. And that's, all, that's why we went to the pirates I don't think any of the place. pirates even helped us fight. <laughs> no, didn't. guys. We were there alone. You told them to wait behind. I will remind you that... Fuck that up. They do still have the city locked in a siege. Oh, yes, that is true. Ajax, I think it'd be better if they waited at their contact's house. Yeah. You know sounds, the city better than I do, for sure. That sounds good to me. I'm actually, I'm native myself, so. Good. Meet us at the home of the artisan Alu, who lives in Kasaga's Embrace. We'll be waiting there. Uh, I'm sorry that we couldn't be more help. And she turns away. Do you want to carry the sword and I'll carry Godwin? Sounds like a plan to me. Godwin wakes up. 
<laughs> just for a second, just to say that. <laughs> it just falls back. <laughs> He's just like slumped over Ariston's shoulder. He's like, fuck you, Ariston. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. It's not even conscious. It's just this is just like subconscious yeah. hatred coming out. Yeah. So Ariston now has got him and yeah, it's like slung over his shoulder and he's <laughs> slung over his shoulder like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> it's an endearing slung. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's starting to walk, but actually he's going to let Ajax lead the way because he has no idea where, where he's going. So then Ajax picks up the sword and he feels like he kind of feels its weight. And he decides he kind of likes how it feels, and then he like kind of like rests it on his shoulder, so the the flat part of the blade's like resting on his shoulder mm-hmm. and carrying it like that. And he leads the way into Godwin's old family home. What is the kind of immediate environment on the inside of Godwin's home like? Like as you walk in, what is the first thing that you see when you walk into Godwin's house? The first thing that you really see is this giant portrait of his mother that is clearly like a poster that was used in some sort of advertising like it had been on a hall but is now like been moved into their home permanently stylistically what is it like it's just this beautiful picture of her she looks very gentle and her eyes there's something about them that captures you in the sense that they just are very forgiving almost and it's like her torso up and it's framed by all these really pretty flowers everywhere and she's just holding the recorder and has a very wistful smile and it says one night only lucinda corelli swallow of the south playing here (laughs) and um so a banner of house ragara has been haphazardly draped over it from the fact that the wall that the painting is on actually has, like, so adjacent to it are stairs that go up. And so if you're standing, you can, like, stand on the second story and look over the railing and you would be looking down over the wall of the photo. So the drape, the flag, the banner is, like, draped over the the railings and is, like, partially covering this massive... Um, poster and that's kind of the focal piece when you walk right in the door but aside from that there's a hallway to the right and then there's kind of like a a living room area to the left that has um a piano in it and some seats and then you can like walk around that to get to another room in the back okay and mayumi is sitting at the piano bench and she is looking as though she had been thinking about playing the piano, but actually has sitting in her, like on her leg, resting on her leg, one of those kind of long, thin Chinese violins. Um, an earhoo? It's an uhu. It's a two-stringed instrument that sits on your knee, kind of like a banjo, two strings with a bow in between the two. Thank you, resident Taiwanese person. So yes, uh, she has an ahu on her knee. There's also other world instruments that are going to be at play, but for her, this makes sense. And she sees Godwin slung over Ariston's shoulder. 
He also fucking smells gross. He smells like puke and sweat, probably. Oh, yeah. And blood and tears. Lots of salty tears. Yeah, so he's a mess. I think you should probably put the kid away. He looks like he's had a rough day. If he comes to, we can begin having that conversation. But it might be a good idea to give him a minute to rest. Once you've done that, I'm happy to take any questions that you might have for me. Tuck him in, sleep tight, pepper. <laughs> Ariston kind of wanders around till he finds Godwin's sleeping area. You know, like not ro- not like overly dramatic, but he like gently like lays him down on the bed. Okay, so what does Godwin's room look like? So Godwin's room is very simple. It's a small room on the second floor. And so when you go up to the second floor, there's kind of this like, there's a room immediately to your right. And then there's like a bunch of rooms in front of you. And there's these two rooms that are on the far left end of the hallway. One of them's massive and one of them's pretty small. His room is clearly the pretty small one. And it's pretty barren except for... Like a nice, clean, neat bed tucked in everything. You can tell there are some things that are scattered on the desk beside it that are almost like the way that he left it the last time he was there. Um, And there are pictures of him and his mom around. And there are also pictures of him and his whole family, but there aren't really many pictures of him with just his dad. And he also has a couple of his mom's like concert photos hanging on the wall or concert posters hanging on the wall. And... There's also some, like, notebook pages. Papyrus? I don't fucking know. What do they write on? Paper. It tends to be scrolls, but paper is a thing. There's some, there's, like, a couple of papers that are, like, stuck up to the wall. And they're just, you know, some are filled with drawing, some are filled with writing. It's just a bunch of little random mishmash things here and there. Um, but other than that, the room is pretty clean. There's nothing on the floor that shouldn't be there. It almost looks like he didn't have very many like personal possessions or anything like that. It just looks like it's almost too neat for somebody to really be living there. It looks like a model room. Okay, so his family must have been pretty wealthy to have all of these family portraits commissioned then by all these different... Or it might have been one artist. I don't know if it's one person or if there's variation in these portraits they're different styles and they almost look like they have been so in the background of all of these portraits that changes so it almost looks like they were done um, in different locations so each of them kind of has a different style to it okay and there is one change that appears to have been made and in the corner next to the door there is a small kind of travel altar that has been set in the corner and there are several sticks of incense set inside of it. And inside of the cabinet of this altar are five statues of the greater elemental dragons. Is Ariston going to do anything else as he sets Godwin down? Uh, He's just going to, you know, like put him on his side just in case he gets sick again. And then just kind of shut the door. Like just he doesn't he just wants to let him rest like he's he's not going to mess with him or anything. He's just trying to politely respect his privacy and leave the room okay sleep tight pepper gives him a little pat on the head <laughs> tucks him in like a burrito no he does not <laughs> gives him a couple of good paps does not do that is there anything that ajax is doing while ariston goes upstairs to do this i mean i just want ajax to be like talking about the weather 
I just wonder if she's like looking at baby pictures of Goblin and just like fucking spitting on them. I think Ajax just like walks in and like the fatigue of the day has like finally hit him and so he just finds like a seat. The first room that he goes into and he's just almost passed out but just sitting there laid back. Okay. The light of the oncoming morning is shining dimly through the window of this room as Ariston comes back down the stairs. She's waiting. She's in the room. Uh, Iselsi Mayumi is waiting for you guys. So what is it you wanted to talk to us about? I would prefer to have that conversation in full once Mr. Corelli comes to. This is the part where I open the floor to questions from the two of you. Anything that you might be curious about or want to know. Suppose I just wonder where your loyalties lie. That's an interesting question, isn't it? My loyalties lie with... She pauses for a moment and kind of plays with the bow of the instrument. I suppose that you could say that's something of a secret. I'm fond of secrets. Uh-huh. So what, did it, what is it that made you came to us that made you come to us yesterday. <laughs> what made you come? Um, actually, hold on. I think that Ajax might have one or two incredibly useful investigation charms to use in this context. Mm. He might be really bad at talking to people, but he's good at spotting a liar. The irresistible questioning technique. That that would be good. Um, you might have another one like infallible judge's ear or something like that. Judge's ear technique, yeah. That's the one. Can tell when lies are told unless liar doesn't know they're lying. Mm-hmm. You know which halves of half-truth are lies. Okay, so these are things that you might want to... So I'll use Judge's Ear Technique, which will cost me three motes out of peripheral, but it doesn't really matter since I'm already glowing. And are you using it on the answer to the following question? Yes. Okay, so you asked why why she came? Mm-hmm. Somebody, Vijay, told me that you might have a lead on what he came to town to look into. And you know that the part of this half-truth that is not true is that Vijay was the person who turned the information over to her. Well, Vijay's dead now, so you can tell us who really gave you this information. My superior gave me this information, the person who sent me to accompany Vijay. And who might that be? I do not suppose that... Either of you are familiar with the concept of the Five Score Fellowship. And at this point, I will ask for a an intelligence plus lore roll from either of you. Seven for me. At a difficulty of four. Intelligence, intelligence plus lore? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, that is five. Well, I got three. So, to Ajax, nothing is. This doesn't seem familiar. Three. So, both of you are at a loss. You've heard of a number of different kinds of fellowships, but not this five-score fellowship. Yeah, we don't know what it is. I suppose that that's not too much of a surprise. It's one of creation's best-kept secrets. There's some kind of stirring... From the second story, you hear one door slam shut. Do mm, either of you believe in the concept of fate? Perhaps. 
What about it? Suffice it to say that my being here tonight, this meeting that we're having, it was destined to pass. It is the commingling of our collective fates. Look, I don't believe in fate. I believe that we are who we are because of the choices we make, not because some predetermined thing in the universe. So you're here for a reason. You're not here because of some cosmic universal string pulling you along. And if you can't share that with us, then I don't know how we can trust you. It's funny that you should say that, being someone so inherently free from its pulls, you... Don't see the little knots and tangles that you leave in your wake. I... I can see those knots, and it's my job to tease out the kinks in the tangles. She reaches up to the mengu that sits on her face and removes it. She has these intensely green eyes that, if you look closely at them, almost seem like her pupils almost seem to be filled with these little flecks of green stars. I am not all that different from the two of you. This Iselsi Mayumi is imaginary, a figment, a convenient identity for someone to occupy. There is an idol that passed through town a number of months ago. It has been my job to ensure that some people arrive here and uncover the secrets of where exactly it's gotten along to. Well, we, we're on this, the hunt for that same idol, and we haven't seen anything of it in the past few months. Yes, I was hoping that the three of you might turn something up. That's why I poked things around, tried to bring things to a point where this information would be more likely to reveal itself at this point has godwin made it down it just sounds like there's running water coming from upstairs i heard that it exchanged hands the night that it left the city that a representative of the guild by the name of windell purchased it in auction from seven symphonious chords i would like to know where it has moved since then i find myself often in the position where I'm the one giving the push, and not the one digging around. I've got a lot on my plate, you'll understand. I understand. Well, we've, we haven't we have heard anything about the idol's whereabouts since that night. Um, in fact, one of our associates left town and disappeared on that same night, and we haven't heard anything about either one of them since then. Interesting. Have you tried picking up her trail she seems like she gets around a lot well i think yeah she'd be our best bet to try to find now we'll definitely look into that wonderful and how are we supposed to contact you if we do find out information i have a way of showing up where i'm needed all right sounds creepy enough one of the perks of the job ariston is there anything that you would care to ask i just want you to know that I don't dislike you. I think you're very brave with what you've done, but there's a lot of things that you keep secrets that I don't particularly agree with. So I'll just say I'm protective of my friends and people I'm close to, and I react badly to people who put them in danger. I can appreciate being protective and defensive. Some of my best friends have similar predilections. I'm trying to do this in everyone's best interest, 
believe me, that idol is not going to be well served in the hands of the people that are trying to get a hold of it, and I'm trying to prevent similar incidents from cropping up again. I am not trying to use you or endanger the people that you care for, but you'll understand if I have a tendency to believe that not only can you three take care of yourselves, but that you might be in a unique position to pass the help along. Well, understand more where you're coming from now, and we will. We'll try and help the best we can, as we always do. So, at this point, Godwin starts coming down the stairs. Thank you so much for listening to Swallows of the South. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to us, rate us, and review us on iTunes. Every review really helps get the show out there to more new listeners. If you want to find us on the web, you can find us at swallowsofthesouth.com, on Twitter at swallowsofsouth, on Tumblr at swallowsofthesouth.tumblr.com, and on Google Plus at swallowsofthesouth. If you have any questions you would like answered or would like to speak to Quinn via email, please send your messages to swallowsofthesouth at gmail.com. Our intro music is new by Elvis Herod, and I hope to see you next Tuesday. <laughs>